0: Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Race Tech. I am your host, Brad Gephardt. With me on the line, a gentleman who needs no introduction, but there's a podcast and you can't see him right now, so he kind of does need one. Adam Bailey, welcome back to the Big MX Radio Podcast. Thank you so much for making time. The CEO of Supercross Global. You didn't have that title last time we talked. Congratulations on the promotion. <laughs> Thanks, Brad.
1: It's good to good to chat again. Uh, congratulations, I guess, is kind of like a baptism of fire, is what this has been, to be honest with you. But um, but it's cool. I'm, I'm obviously, you know, I mean, it's a it's a dream come true to be in a position to be able to influence the sport I love so much, and and have kind of dreams and aspirations that I have for it, you know, materialize in some way, and give everything I can to to to. Um, you know, to make it what I believe the sport can be. So it's a, it's a huge privilege. I'm very grateful for that opportunity, um, you know, to be in this seat. It's a huge responsibility, not just for, you know, SX Global, but for I believe I take the responsibility for Supercross and for the fans of Supercross around the world to achieve what we're setting out to achieve and, and um, it's not something I take lightly for sure.
0: Certainly through all your time with, uh, the OzX open and Supercross global, uh, you've dealt developed a certain set of skills and with great skill, takes great responsibility. You've now been given that responsibility and the heat that comes with it. Um, obviously, yeah, it's something you've been working forward to, looking forward to for a long time, working, working hard at it. Uh, now it's here time to go to work. Yeah,
1: exactly. I think, um, it was, you know, that just rings true in my head that so many times. But our chairman, um, named Russ Pillar from Alberta, who is is our investor. He's a he was the CEO of Virgin Entertainment at one stage. He started the LA Marathon. He's been at um CBS, um, globally at a really high level, and and um, I mean, among so many other things. But he, such a, an accomplished man. But when um the decision was made to put me in the CEO seat, which was last november kind of basically immediately october immediately after the the melbourne event um tony you know tony cochran who was um you know co-founder and was our president kind of decided to um to i guess take a sideways step and and um russ came into my office and sat down and and said are you sure you want to do this and um be careful what you wish for. <laughs> two couple of things that he said, and I'm like, yeah, of course I want to do this. Like i you know, i you know, of course. I'm, this means everything to me. Well, like, why wouldn't I? But every day now, I think, man, he was, you know, it was <laughs> the work, the workload, and, and the responsibility is is so great. Um, I know now what he what he meant, but it is absolutely. Um, I feel like it's kind of like, you, you know, you kind of look back at experiences and all the work that I've done previously and, and, and being, being um, lucky enough to to be involved with in this sport. And it all sort of helps in some way to where we're at now. So I think, you know, now I'm grateful for the fact that I have, you know, driven machines as a track builder and, you know, being, being, being a commentator and been all these little jobs along the way, because it feels like it, uh, you know, it helps now to get a, the understanding when I haven't been in the position that I'm in now.
0: You're a man of many hats, which is hilarious because you have a a decent head of hair on you. Um, (laughs) All of that work has developed into what you've been able to do now Uh, with Supercross Global. I'm sure you've had some time to reflect and and rewatch some of those, uh, the the, the races from the pilot season. Um, Like what comes to mind most when you reflect on the season that was before we start to talk about the season that's about to be?
1: Uh, fantastic question. I think, you know, for me, it's like I'm very proud of what, of how what we were able to present in the time that we did, you know, and I'm very mostly proud of the fan reaction and, and um, you know, and hearing the positivity, you know, I think, you know, being the UK was particularly moving for me because the Australian event, we'd obviously done the OzX Open for a lot of years and we kind of knew what to expect from a fan reaction perspective. Um, but in the UK to see the passion that they had, to see how appreciative the fans were of us bringing Supercross there and, and to them to get the opportunity to see Ken Roxon or Eli Tomac Race in person and Chad Red, to for them to get to meet their heroes and how important that was to them. It, it really solidified the importance of what we're trying to do here and, and what it is that we're trying to do, which is just take Supercross around the world and, and show it to people that won't get the opportunity otherwise. That's the number one thing and and if we do that then we believe that we'll increase the eyeballs we'll increase the opportunity for the sport and the people the participants the the sponsors and the industry and everyone else that comes with it so the number one thing to reflect was you know they did love it they had an awesome time and this is worth it you know and I think that was the number one thing we took out of it um but then come with that you know and, and moving into this role is reflecting on the commercial aspects. What did we do good? What did we do bad? How are we going to improve? How do we make this thing, you know, achieve what it needs to achieve over the next three to five years? And, and um, that's kind of where it gets serious, you know?
0: Certainly. And there was great reaction. Uh, you guys had uh, full, full, full venues um, at pretty much every event that you guys held. Um, and seemed like everyone had a, a great time. Honestly, like everyone that I talked to who went seemed to really enjoy themselves uh, one thing that I was particularly disappointed in is just to see a, a fair bit of negativity in the comment section on social media. Uh, almost like the, uh, the 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 motocross and supercross faithful uh, treating world supercross as you're not my real dad. Uh, oh, yes. Something <laughs> along those lines, which was odd in a way, because as a fan, you just want to see more racing like motocross, supercross. It, it can be digested in total championships, but it can also be digested in single events one by one and a lot of times like there there just isn't a race on a particular weekend like although the the schedule uh, worldwide does have a, quite a few events, we could always have more like you're talking to a guy who probably watches 80 80 plus hockey games every year I'm gonna watch two of them tonight. but <laughs> so I, I'm always hungry for more mo- ho- hockey I'm always hungry for more supercross. Um, how do you take that feedback with a little bit of a grain of salt as you are the new kid in town? Like, obviously when I started my podcast, I was just hoping people were going to say nice things. They didn't, but that's how I got better.
1: Yeah, totally. No, you're right. It's a, it's a fantastic observation and, and it, it, you know, it is tough at times because you think. I mean, we're doing this because we're one of you guys. You know, sometimes that's what you th- you think. You think you know, where does fans like you that, that believe the sport can be bigger and believe the sport should go around the world? And in no way is that um an attack on what's there currently. I mean, um, you know, I say it openly, like I, I watch the AMA races um every week. And just like I do the Australian races when they're on, or or sometimes the Canadian races or the MXGPs, you know, like I'm a huge fan. So this is this was never you know, something about trying to take away from anyone else. And I think, you know, I, you know, one thing Americans are amazing for is patriotism. And it's something that I really, really love. Um, but I think some of that, you know, this was taken as an attack on that, which it never ever was supposed to be. Right. It was just supposed to be us as fans going, this sport is so damn amazing. We want to take it around the world. And and we think the riders can make more money by doing that, and we think the sport can grow that way. And I think all of us as hardcore fans have this built up frustration that supercross is underappreciated in the global sporting eye. Right. You know, like why do they get paid so little compared to an NFL player or a hockey player or a, or a formula, form, let's talk motorsport, formula one or MotoGP. Why should uh, a, a Cooper Webb get paid one tenth of what Mark Marquez does? Why should that be? And the reason is simple. It's because, Mark Marquez is a global athlete that races around the world and is paid as a global athlete. Cooper Webb is an American athlete paid as an American athlete. And whilst people around the world watch it, and that's great, um, that's what puts a cap on it, you know, because the 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 US industry can only – the US industry invests a staggering amount of money into Supercross because it's the, it's the biggest dirt bike market so to grow this, and the only way to grow it or grow the opportunities is to look into new markets and go to new regions and to grow and to try and make them international athletes. And that's what we're trying to do. So it's not to take away from anything at all. If anything, we we want the to bring the US fans on the journey with us. So that's the thing. I mean, we take it, it's our responsibility. How do we how do we correct that um storyline and how do we bring everyone on the journey so that they don't see us as, as a threat, but they see us as a as an ally, I guess is the challenge, right?
0: Certainly. And you'll get that opportunity uh this this coming year as we segue into uh the real meat and potatoes of why we're we're chatting today, which is um going through a brand new broadcast package which uh features um multiple platforms where this can be watched, including Dzone, which is uh I, I think is is uh like Dzone, which is uh, a really, really cool uh, way to watch a lot of sports. And, and they're, they're extremely well-known. Like I, I've, I've been hearing about that particular platform for well over a decade. So they're extremely established uh, their connectivity and they're just, they're, they are globally known as, as supercross is about to become. Um, tell me a little bit about the ins and outs. Uh, you don't, I, you have to give me the Coles notes version because I can't even imagine how many zoom calls uh, and meetings that got to get rescheduled in order to, to get those ducks in a row uh but but we've got some uh, some compelling t v packages that people are gonna, are gonna be able to watch both in the states and worldwide
1: yeah, I think you know one of the things that we learned or not learned but the one of the shifts of focus for us is just eyeballs and just and just giving a, an accessibility you know for the broadcast so that we we just really thought about it at the end of last year and the, the because of the way last year was. On, thrown together as a rough word but you know it was brought together so quickly right to be able to announce the broadcast in time and give people ample warning as to where they can watch it you know we really didn't achieve that very well or we just we just couldn't it's not that we didn't i don't I don't think it was a failing on anyone's behalf but it just happened so late and the 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 the, the what came out of it is is that we just need to fix that make it available for for as many people as humanly possible around the world um and also not not neglect regions that don't necessarily speak English. And uh, you've got to, you know, resist the temptation to focus on the easy, which is the English-speaking countries and and you know, the ones that get the sport already, like, you know, like um Americans, Australians, Canadians, you know, and the UK, etc. There's other regions around the world that that this we need to make this available. So we kind of went on a path of of prioritizing um eyeballs and reach over any sort of revenue opportunities that, that, that exist, not any, but, but we just shifted focus to go, well, let's focus on the eyeballs and maximize those as as much as humanly possible and find the platforms that will help us push it forward. And that believe in the sport, you know, want to see it grow, want to help us grow the eyeballs. We'll take um, smaller chunks of content and broadcast those as well as the, the live racing broadcast, et cetera, and just try and, um, maximize any opportunity to position this um, in front of people. So, you know, Fox Sports One is a, is a two year deal, but there's, there was in the US, but that was still a, a, you know, they're one of the biggest networks, but it was still a revision of what we'd already agreed to with them to say, let's review the time of the broadcast. And if there's going to be an as live, which is essentially a, you know, a close replay. How do we, because of the time zone differences around the world, how do we make sure this gets seen by as many people as possible? Yeah. You know, and race um, at two o'clock in the morning doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Exactly. So, and it's a supercross is an interesting balance because you, the live event experience is so important for the fans that are going to be there. So, you can't just hold races at, you can't hold a, a main event that starts at 9 a.m. in one country because it's a great for broadcast in another, you know? So, yeah. how do you balance that fact? and And, um, so that's something that we've really worked hard to try and do, but just this is the accessibility i mean eurosport in in you know in Europe is a huge you know um step forward sort of fifty markets in Europe in twenty languages, something that we were really proud about um that f s one revision of that deal, and DAZN, like you said, is a you know a well renowned platform, but more than that, they're very committed to the sport. They believe in it a lot. They, they talk regularly about how do we continue to grow it? And how do we get it from new people? So it's as much about choosing networks and working with those that believe in it as much as we do, as it is about just pure accessibility and just as many people as possible getting the chance to, to watch.
0: Fair enough. How far are we away uh of course uh this was isn't something that would impact me specifically but of course there's fans all over the world that it, english is not their first language maybe they don't speak it at all how far are we away from having uh, a french broadcast team a uh a, a broadcast in hindi a broadcast even in in uh, in australian because that's a different language altogether
1: <laughs> <laughs> um and uh you Know people that in the US don't understand the Aussie, uh, Aussie slang a lot of the time. So I can imagine that'd be an interesting. I'd like to see an Irish one actually, because I think that would be really, really cool. Yeah, uh,
0: especially after a few and, pints, and there'd be
1: a lot more swearing. <laughs> but, um, but I would subscribe to that. If yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, if we're and, tabling no, ideas, and, uh,
0: I am subscribing to that. Yeah,
1: exactly. Look, uh, you know, it's def- it's being talked about now. To your point, it's being talked about now. Broadcasters in in re- in regions, France being one of them. You know, ask about having local, you know, um, you know commentators and announcers, and you know, having um, remote setups to be able to do that. So, I don't think it's very far away at all. It it really is just about this year. You know, two events last year isn't enough to establish the championship. So, it, it this year we'll go to six. You know, and then that should take us another step forward. And it's really about establishing that that platform that people then invest in, you know, the networks then invest in because they go, okay, this thing's legit. The racing's great. The broadcast quality is great. Um, we're now willing to send our team there to set up a, a booth and, and, you know, and uh, do the remote hosting and those kinds of things. So it's, 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 it's all, it's all um, part of the process and all timing and where, you know, I, I don't think that stuff's far away at all.
0: Certainly that is something that's going to evolve. Um You'd mentioned being able to bring Supercross to multiple fan bases, people that can have their own hometown race. Um, but in that same breath, what's world Supercross also offers is a rider like Max Anstey to have, to, to have his own home, home race. Like he, there's, uh, there's lots of riders that call Southern California home and they, they go to San Diego or they've got a bunch of fans. Uh, the other day at, at Atlanta, uh like 400 fans of um what is it uh um rasher had like 400 of his friends and family out to a race that's not possible for guys <laughs> like ken Roxon or or max anstey who yeah they'd probably get hit up for tickets and max had himself a chuckle about that when i tatted with him a couple weeks ago but um, that in and of itself, not only is a nice value added to these racers that will have not only be able to make some more money uh, racing Supercross, which is their passion, um, but not only, like it also serves as a bit of a carrot to those young racers in England, in Germany, who like they aspire to get to the pros one day. And that's sort of like the one of the biggest things I once learned about Supercross or motocross from a, on a promoter was like, take care of the pros and you take care of the next generation as well and and mm. stuff like having your first hometown like a hometown race that might be enough to have a, some some kid go out there and drop his lap times hit the whoops a little bit faster learn how to hit whoops to begin with um that's a real fe- cool feature that world supercross offers to an international audience yeah I,
1: you can't underestimate the 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 impact having seeing supercross live can have you know seeing it in person you know and I, and i think that that's something that is is forgotten is that, I mean, for, I speak from complete experience myself. I went to see Supercross in Melbourne in, gosh, I want to say 1993, and I went wow. and watched and I saw it as a kid and I was like, this is epic. I want to race this. I, I was I five get... years old. Yeah, and that's how you, but that's how you then are then motivated to go ride your dirt bike on the weekend. And for me, that was a motivator to to make me aspire to want to be to ride dirt bikes and want to ride them faster and want to race and you don't necessarily then become a supercross athlete but it does inspire you to ride and it inspires new people to want to get into it and that's the role that supercross plays that i think people forget that it's not about just the already competing already participating hardcore fans of dirt biking it's about showing young kids you know, what opportunity is out there with dirt bikes, A, and give them something to aspire towards. And if you, if you don't get to see that in person, you don't have that same feeling, sure, you watch it on TV and, and you watch Your Hero and you think Max is great. But if you're a British kid, you know, in Birmingham or London or what have you, and you get to see him in person, be heroes, signing autographs, waving to the fans, potentially winning races, things, that has a, a profound impact on you as a young person and motivates you to want to be involved. And that's the role that Supercross plays is that it showcases dirt bikes and that, you know, this is called dirt bikes, not just motocross bikes, but dirt bikes in general to new people that that potentially would never see them in person. Because if you're a newcomer, you aren't driving out to a regional place to watch a motocross race in the, in the mud rarely you know no. you'll, you'll go to a supercross event because it's in a stadium it's in the city you see it on tv and you think what's this and as a parent you think well, i'll take my kid along to that because it's something to do it's something to look at and um and that is how hopefully we can put more people in the funnel to want to participate and get involved in the sport. so it's not only for the riders to have a hometown race and be able to you know experience that that um, support from, for being a, an international championship in, a, in their home country. But I think the role Supercross plays is to introduce new people to dirt bikes and, and see what is possible out there if you're a young kid and, and you're interested in getting involved.
0: You know, they say the first people over the wall always get uh, a little bit bloody. And you guys certainly did last year with the broadcast in the fact that you guys were willing to try things that had never been done before the drone cam, the, the multiple on bike uh, cameras that were used live. Um, Some of them were absolute knockout of the park. Some of them needed a a lot of improvement. Um, As you reflect on that, like how do you see those things uh, improving? What's going to come back? What's going to like, what, what might uh, end up on the cutting room floor and what tricks do you have up your sleeve? You're going to break it. You're going to break all the news here, here on big MX radio for this upcoming season.
1: Uh, you're 100% right some things work some things didn't but yeah the way to improve is to be honest with yourself right about that and it was very clear the things that worked and things that didn't they were great ideas and and in theory didn't all didn't all eventuate but that was the purpose of those races last year was to and I think overall our um, ethos is kind of like you know fail fast try things if they don't work we're going to adjust really quickly and that goes that comes from events and locations you go to to broadcast and and innovations that we'll try and and don't work and we'll we'll pivot and move so we would love to have some sort of live on board you know the ultimate goal is is on a on a helmet or whatever's the best or eye view um you know to provide that but there's a lot of work that needs to be done on that not just from a technology perspective but even um just regulatory and safety and things like that. So we're working on a whole bunch of things, but I think we'll strip away the things that we knew didn't really work and we'll focus on doing everything else well and, and in the background be working on some innovations and some new angles and, and some of those live broadcast pieces. Um, the ultimate goal would be to have, you know, the the most real view from a from the writer's perspective. You've seen that in Formula One, you know it's possible. But when in, um, you know, to do that, uh, you have to modify helmets, and you have to be able to position things in certain ways. And it's 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 not as simple as doing that, right? You can't just you can't just turn up at a race and say, hey, um, hey Kenny Rockson, we're just going to drill a hole in your helmet and pop this camera through in a way that doesn't really go doesn't really go down well. So not there's a lot it. of research and work that needs to go in, which is happening. So there's nothing that I can tell you that that is that is um that is is revolutionary that you know isn't being done elsewhere other than we're trying to adapt some of those innovation and things and do the best job possible for supercross to showcase you know how amazing these guys are yeah they're completely underrated and, and the only way to, to do that is to try and find new perspectives and give people you know a reason to watch
0: certainly just throwing this out there we maybe one unique perspective is to have like a Canadian kid from Manitoba in the booth in Vancouver. Like that, that's just cool. an idea. <laughs>
1: yeah, of course. And they uh, doing the selfie cam and a vlog at the
0: same time while being yes. on the
1: broadcast.
0: Yeah, it's called multitasking and I'm bad at it. Um, <laughs> it. Adam, it, it is always a pleasure to chat with you, my friend. Um, it, it appears our time is up. I know you're a super busy guy and your time is a whole lot more valuable than mine uh thank all. you for visiting us from the future it is thursday where i'm at you're calling me from friday uh so i'm glad to see that we made it through another day and uh yeah thanks for making time for the show no thank
1: you brad i appreciate it it's uh Friday's going to be a good one go get a good night's rest and, and i can tell you there's some good things around the, around
0: the corner for you tomorrow perfect looks sunny well uh do not hang up just yet my friend but for podcast sake we're going to cut it off right there appreciate it there you have it, my interview with Adam Bailey, the CEO of Supercross Global. Always a pleasure to chat with him. Great guy. Um, Mandy from Supercross Global was also, I uh, used to be, she's Mandy, formerly Mandy Fontaine. Uh, she's recently gotten married and taken on uh, a new surname. Uh, so it is now, what is Mandy's last name now? Mandy Albert. Uh, Mandy, she is fantastic. She used to be sort of the media, media liaison for, uh, factory Honda. So if you wanted to talk to Ken Rockson or anyone quite like that at the races, you basically had to go through her. She's fantastic. And now she's doing that same work for world supercross. Uh, for those who are on the fence about world supercross, for those who are skeptical, I, I tell you this, honestly, uh, If you love motocross, if you love Supercross, if you find it entertaining, if you you enjoy uh, taking in that content, um, take World Supercross for what it is. It's more racing. It's more storylines. It's the ability to watch these guys make Supercross look a whole lot easier than anyone who's currently listening to it, unless... For some reason, Eli Tomac happens to take uh, the time to listen to this podcast. I sincerely doubt that, but um, Eli, if you are listening, um, which again I doubt you are, uh, I would encourage you to yeah, like reach out and we'll we'll have you on the show anytime, man. Um, but in all seriousness, World Supercross is something that should be celebrated, and know uh, like I, I, I am a huge fan. Uh, of Adam and everything that he's doing, um, they're working really hard to try and get as many eyeballs on what it is they're doing and creating a series and a place where people can can uh, make really really special things happen. Um, which is taking Supercross global. Um, it's not just the 17 major cities. It's not even 17 major cities because they go to they go to Anaheim twice. It's 16 major cities that we do for Supercross. Um, California gets four rounds uh, that's one state that gets uh, a third of uh, or a quarter of the supercross rounds like that's it's not a bad thing uh, obviously Oakland being uh, pretty far to the north and uh, San Diego two hours south of Anaheim but um, there's a there's a lot of places all over the world, even in the states, that uh, have never hosted a Supercross. And how cool would it be to be able to share it with those people? Um, and it, it also gives uh, people like myself more storylines to talk about, more avenues to get these interviews, and and also uh, provides more jobs. Um, if there's 20 riders in World Supercross uh, that like say there's there's guys who um, they they wouldn't otherwise be in uh, the AMA series in the states, or they're not racing the Canadian series. That's 20 more riders per class that are making a living uh, globally racing their dirt bike. Uh, that's 20 more mechanics. That's uh, that's truck drivers. That's uh, crew chiefs. Uh, that's people who are able to continue to chase their dreams and work within the sport. And if you're enough of a, uh, a diehard fan to be listening to the Big MX Radio podcast, you'd know. That it would be a beautiful thing if you can work within the industry and make a living doing exactly what you love to do. Uh, Maybe you're a a journeyman uh, electrician living out in Golden, BC chasing uh, powder days uh, during the winter and uh, trying to ride some trails in the summer. Um, yeah, it's, it's a it's a noble way to live your life, uh, but I'd say most people in that situation, if they had the opportunity to uh, to further themselves in the sport of motocross and 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 actually legitimately uh, chase that dream, they'd probably do exactly that, or at the very least uh, take the time to uh, to 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 go take in a a one day event at the Minneapolis Supercross in two thousand and twenty two. Um, that's a very specific reference for a very specific individual that I'm talking about, but he knows who he is. Anyway, guys, um, please support the sponsors who support this podcast, whether it's race tech, you can save money with race tech by mentioning big MX radio, big MX 10 saves you 10% off of your Luxon MX, um, components, whether it's the triple clamps or their linkage components, like For a set of triple clamps, they usually run about $1,000. 10% off is literally Big MX Radio handing you $100 towards your next set of uh, triple clamps or or like 10% off uh, a brand new linkage, uh, which is going to help you feel better on your motorcycle. The handling is going to be superior to what it's feeling like right now. And if your handling is better, you're going to feel safer on the bike. You're going to feel more comfortable and that means you can go faster uh, or at the very least go your cur- current speed and feel less sketchy doing it. You're not, you're not so much on the ragged edge like you and I uh, currently are uh, riding our bikes in basically stock trim. Um, if you don't get your complete, your suspension completely revalved, maybe you don't uh, get yourself a set of uh, gold valves from Race Tech. Um yeah, maybe maybe at the very least source out your local service center from Race Tech, get your stuff worked on, fresh oil, fresh fluids leading into the season. It's April 27th right now. We're leading into an awesome new year and uh yeah, I think you guys would enjoy it. So, um uh take care of that. Like I said, also Luxon MX, Guts Racing uh has a discount code for us as well. They have amazing products. Big MX Twenty saves you twenty percent with that company. Andy Greg, fantastic dude, great guy, and uh, go check uh, check out everything that they have. They have some of the trickiest looking seats, uh, really, really uh, great looking stuff. So I would encourage you to, um, yeah, yeah, get, get get all up in that and uh, yeah, we're and uh, get a brand new seat because you sit too much when you ride and if you're going to sit that much, you might as well have a comfortable feeling seat. So get yourself a guts racing seat, cover seat base, seat foam. They have their super lightweight seat foams that, uh, yeah, your bike's going to be lighter. Uh, and you're going to feel better because of it. Uh, heartbeat hot sauce. We don't have a discount code for those guys, but they make amazing product. I'm actually running out of at least three different sauces all at the very same time. So I'm going to have to hit them up to hopefully send me another care package. Uh, that's one of the nice things about, uh, Uh, doing the podcast is that when you run out of stuff uh, from your sponsors, they're usually pretty good about uh, hooking you up with some extra stuff. Um, That's uh, one of the the few perks uh, of doing the podcast. Uh, For those who don't know, I am full time with uh, Verb Moto now and we'll be heading down to Verbadilla at unadilla for their Day event uh that they'll be uh participating with and uh they'll have t-shirts on sale and they're gonna be doing fun stuff and cool things and all this uh really interactive stuff that uh, get people stoked on riding dirt bikes because dirt bikes are dope uh if you don't know if you don't know already go to verbmoto.com check those guys out and uh yeah get it done so a um, couple other uh, sponsors that we need to talk about. John Anderson, Kristen Anderson, W Wheels. Mention Big X Radio. You're going to save some money on a set of wheels. And honestly, if it's one of their nicer set of wheels, they could be discounting those wheels up to $200. Uh, so very much like... Uh, the Luxon MX uh, triple clamps aren't cheap, but 10% off is going to save you some serious dough. 100 bucks is nothing to sneeze at. Same thing with uh, with W. Even on say their uh, the the edge set of wheels, you save 10% with uh, by mentioning Big MX Radio. It's minimum 80 to 100 dollars off of your uh, your set of wheels, and yeah, you can use that money towards actually riding your motorcycle getting faster and uh and enjoying those wheels that you just bought so that's awesome too uh, Fox Racing Canada, a uh, great company. They sent me brand new stuff, which I'm hoping to put into practice this weekend in uh, Brooks, Minnesota. It's a kind of a sandy track um, that uh, this time of year, that's pretty much the only kind of track that's got any type of uh, that isn't just a total sloppy mess right now up here in Canada. It's uh, pretty wet, pretty cold, and all of that. So uh, that's what we're currently dealing with. Um, Kieran McCullough, if you're listening to this podcast, I am somewhat peanut butter and jelly about uh, not coming out riding yesterday. the The dirt looked pretty prime, uh, but I noticed you didn't post any videos of you riding today, which means we both missed out today. So, uh, all right, guys, 33 minutes from me. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this podcast, support all the sponsors, uh, as well as uh, SKDA Graphics and Maple Ridge Motorsports. Uh, maybe that, that you don't live anywhere close to Maple Ridge Motorsports, but they do ship to people. So uh, if, if, say, you went to your local dealer and they didn't have exactly what you were looking for, maybe you want to dial up Maple Ridge Motorsports, talk to Sandra or uh, Troy, and they'll they'll more than likely to be able to hook you up. Maybe with something from uh, Matrix Concepts Canada. Uh, maybe you're just trying to get uh, Ryan the New Flockhart's phone number, and, uh, and they would probably have it, because that's where he gets his bikes from. Anyways, guys, you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you want a set of gold valves from Racetech, send me an email, brad at burbmoto.com. And, uh, yeah, uh, the first person to uh, send me the an email and uh, describe your story, uh, why you need a set of gold valves for your bike, we're going to hook you up. So yeah, shoot, shoot me off that email Thanks for listening